Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, this is Rebecca Levy of KidsViews.com. Welcome to Parenting Bites. This week I'm in the studio with Amy Oztan of Amy Oztan. <laughs> Amy Oztan of Amy. That does well. That's why that I actually. Weird. That's why I gave it a name. Amy Ever After. Dot oh. com so that it so doesn't you got rid of sound selfish mom but you still put another thing in I still put it well you know what it's like to go to these conferences you've got a name tag on and I didn't want it to say Amy Oztan Amy Oztan <laughs> I wanted there to be an actual name so yeah if you go to selfish mom if you go to Amy Oztan.com if you go to Amy you'll end up where you've you're supposed to end complicated. up right. <laughs> okay I'm complicated Andrea is not with us today I don't even know where she is um, is that horrible? I really have no idea where she. She just went. She somewhere just traveled. She's not here today. So we have a special guest today. We are here in the studio with Ozzy Akaro, the founder of Ikuzi Dolls. Yes. And this has been a long time coming. I know. <laughs> I'm very excited that you're finally here in the studio. We. So I should say you actually emailed me, and asked if we would be interested in doing a segment on Black Dolls Matter. Yes. Yes. And. I get a lot of pitches, and I was like, yes. Like, I get a lot of, you know, just stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, no, another teen moderation thing, another cyberbullying thing. And I was like, no one has ever approached us with that and talked about that. And it was so, I don't know, relevant to everything that was going on, but also a lot of what we talk about, which is play and body image and all these things that yes. sort of get wrapped up together. So... I'm so glad you're here. I'm excited well, to be welcome. here. I'm excited. I'm so glad you responded when I reached <laughs> out to you. <laughs> it's all about taking chances. Yeah, yep. And that's true. I thought in light of what's happening right now, that would just be a great thing to talk about, especially for us moms. Yep. You know, it's such an important topic because we want to raise our children to be aware of what's happening around us yeah. and be sensitive as well. And you're a mom. I am. How many kids do you have? I have four kids. My oldest is 11, a girl. I have boy-girl twins. Oh, I have twins. Oh, yay. (laughs) They're eight. Oh, Oh, they're eight. How old are your twins? (laughs) They're 14. Oh, wow. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, you'll make it. You will make it. (laughs) I can't wait. Um, Yes, a lot. It's a handful. And then my youngest is six. He just started uh, first grade. Wow. So you're like in, you're you're getting towards high school. So you have middle school, elementary school. I have middle school, elementary school, yeah. And boys and girls. Yes, my twins are, they're boy, girl. And then my youngest is a boy. So two and two. Look at that. Two and two. My house is a crazy place. (laughs) (laughs) And they're, you know, since they're two years apart, it it gets crazy. I'm so impressed that you had another after having twins. Oh, (laughs) such a wipeout. I like to say it was our blessing. Yes. He wasn't really planned, but um, we're we're grateful and happy he's here. (laughs) I, I hope my mom isn't listening. Oh, no. But. She had her tubes tied immediately after having twins. Oh, really? <laughs> that was well, it. Well, she had you. Oh, lots of right. twins. Yeah, she had me first and then twins. So she her, was just, yeah, Amy's oh, I'm amazing. done. <laughs> twins all around. Twins everywhere. So let's jump in. So you, when did you found um, Ikuzi Dolls? Yes, I actually founded it in 2014. Okay. Um, so we're about two years old and um, we started selling online last year. So it's been a little over a year now. Okay. So it's really new. I mean, that's really... um, So what... 
what made you think this is something that we need in the market? Aside from it's so obvious, like, I don't know why I'm asking you. <laughs> I'll answer yeah. anyway. <laughs> well, um, of course, for me growing up, it was a challenge trying to find dolls that look mm-hmm. like me. Um, I pretty much had maybe about 10 to 12 dolls, and I only had one black doll. So already, that was just something I wanted to yeah. change. And then having two girls, and being frustrated with what was available out there, I just knew I had to do something. And um, the great thing, because it was at a time my girls were starting to even notice that too, like, oh man, I want a doll like that has curlier hair, or I want a darker skin doll. Um, they really embraced and they really wanted to help me. Um, so it was a nice mother-daughter sort of project. Mm-hmm. Um, they really did help with every aspect. But just seeing the need out there, knowing I wanted dolls that represented my girls or our girls. And I know a lot of mothers wanted the same for their girls as well. What's so interesting, I think, about your dolls, they're not baby dolls. So I think no. a lot of people probably hear doll and they're assuming that. So they're really, they're an 18-inch. 18-inch mm-hmm. size. Size girl. Girl doll. Um, you know, similar in size to... We're just going to lay it out there, an American Girl doll. Yes, American um, Girl. Same. And it, they come in these beautiful dresses. And th- this one, the one we have in the studio today, has <laughs> <laughs> the silver shoes on, too. <laughs> um, and then they have different hair textures. Yes. So we have anywhere from the wavy, um, curly wavy, mm-hmm. to a very kinky, curly um, um, look. And so that was what we were going for. We wanted to make sure we had dolls with different hair textures. And what we have now, we hope to even add more and also add some hairstyles like braids and so on. Oh, that'd be great. Um, But one of the other things we did with the dolls is we uh, created them with um, African print fabric, sort of just celebrating um, our roots, our African Mm -hmm. roots. And we thought that was a way to kind of sort of educate people about our differences and the diversity and the cultural diversity that we have around us and, you know, today's our today's society it's interesting because i think um when you've seen black dolls in the past like let's just say black barbie Mm -hmm. they just took barbie and made her darker pretty much pretty much right (laughs) i mean the hair is kind of the same it's just darker it's that they didn't really think about the doll in terms of being an african-american doll they just Mm -hmm. thought about it as being a new shade of the same thing which is a totally different thing and still there weren't enough right mm-hmm. but it was it, that's a very different thing than from the ground up thinking about what would I want a doll that reflects my heritage me my daughters to be mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that because it to me and to I'm sure many many moms out there was almost like a lot of these doll companies decided oh we got to make a token black doll mm-hmm. and so we're just going to take our existing doll and just yeah. change her shade and most of the time it's the one shade but our thinking or my thinking was that I wanted dolls that look like our girls and it's so funny because the feedback I get from our customers about oh my gosh it looks like so so and so it looks like my granddaughter looks like my daughter and it's amazing because I took my daughter's faces and sketched and (laughs) sort of tried to kind of create these dolls after their features and their looks and to find out that someone in Quebec bought my doll and she says, oh, my granddaughter, it looks exactly like my granddaughter. It's just so fulfilling and exciting. Um, So it's a different perspective. we've, We've seen how important it is for kids to see people who look like them. 
Yes. Everywhere. Um, there was that iconic photo of the little African-American boy touching President Obama's hair. Yes. And the president talked about how it made him feel for that boy to just see somebody who looked like him in a position of power. Um, so what kind of reactions are you getting from from little girls who are having dolls that look like them for the first time? It's it's been amazing, very very positive. A lot of we get a lot of pictures sent in, and you'll see some of them on our Instagram page and website. Girls taking pictures with their dolls, and they'll style their dolls like them and take pictures. And so we just love getting um, emails and pictures from the kids, and they're just they're saying the same thing. These dolls represent us. These dolls we can relate to them, and that is the whole point. Um, why why we created them. You know, there was a lot of articles this week about this issue because American Girl came out with their Girl of the Year, and for the first time, their Girl of the Year doll is African American, mm-hmm. and they placed her in Detroit in the late '60s. So she has this. You know, they always have a story. So she's got the civil rights story yes. behind her. Um, is someone born in Detroit? My first instinct was like, is she drinking Fago Pop? Is she eating <laughs> <laughs> Sanders Hot Fudge? That was that's my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It brought up all these articles about the only other African-American doll that American Girl has ever done was a slave or a former slave. I think that's her story, Hattie. Um, And why American Girl felt like that was the way they could first introduce an African-American doll into the historical doll collection. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Like, you can't ignore that and then be like, we're just going to do this. So this becomes this progression. But now this is the Girl of the Year doll. So even though they placed her historically, they don't usually do that with their Girl of the Years. They usually just have like a thing, like they're like a gymnast Mm -hmm. or they're a, Mm -hmm. they have a story, but it's not historical. So I thought that was really interesting that they're using her both ways. Well, Um, they did come out with a Doll of the Year earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, one? and the doll of the year is Caucasian. Oh, yeah, oh so, so this, this was, wasn't even the this official is not doll, the doll of the year. Oh, no, I thought she was. No, no, this oh. is the, well, <sighs> she was lame. launched, what, July, uh, June, July? Melody was launched June, July? And it was just, you know, introducing a black doll. And it's interesting because people were hoping that this yeah. year we'd have a different doll. Not not even if it was, it could have been Asian right? <laughs> or black. Yeah, seriously. You know, I mean. it could have just been diverse. <laughs> But um, they came out with another white doll, so a lot of people were frustrated. So I wonder, I wonder, I don't work there, I wonder if this was their way of saying, okay, well, she didn't make, a black doll didn't make the doll of the year, but hey, we're giving you a black doll with some history. And we love that, you know, the history behind her and everything, we're, we're gonna give them that, but you know, it's about time we see a diverse doll of the year. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I remember my girls were little, they came out with Rebecca, who was the first Jewish doll, who. I know they're treading on very thin ice. They're trying to figure out how they're going to make her look Jewish, so they just didn't. Um, (laughs) They were like, what does that mean? We can't do that. We can't do that. Right. They gave her, like, curly hair. Um, And what they did was tie her to the immigrant story, Mm -hmm. right, which is the sort of in the pantheon of Jewish, you know, American whatever. That whole immigration wave Mm -hmm. of the early teens is the the pivotal story. Um, And my daughters immediately – they didn't really care. They didn't really want to buy her. But my mother-in-law immediately was like, they need to have the <laughs> mm-hmm. Jewish doll. And it was interesting to me because it felt very much like just a marketing tactic, like a box they had to check. I agree. Um, and it, it is interesting to me when I see these companies because they are trying. They're trying. They're just doing it from such a weird point of view of let's get this down. We'll be very careful about yeah. it. 
Um, and I haven't really looked at the Melody doll, but I do wonder, is does she look like an American Girl doll that just happens to be darker? Did they really give some thought to her features? Because, you know, we go back to your dolls. You can't be afraid of that. No, you can't. So it's so interesting. It is, it, And I feel for them. Like, I get that it's a hard thing because you can get the come down on you. Like, why did you do this? This was too ethnic. This was too stereotypical, whatever. But it feels like we're in a weird place then where... If you're embracing differences, it can't just be about shade. Mm-hmm. It has to be about all of those things. How do you how do you think as as an entrepreneur, as someone mm-hmm. in the space now, a bigger company could ever approach that in the right way? So it's very hard because um a company like theirs has been in business for 30 years. They have people that have been doing this over and over again, year after year. So it's hard for them to sort of embrace change and do something a little different and think out of the box. I almost feel like, and I'm not an expert on this, they probably need to bring some new people in, get some new ideas, focus groups and so on to really see what the market wants or the, or people want. And, um, you know, from my perspective, it was my experience. I knew what I wanted and I know what people around me want. And that's kind of where kind of why Cousie Dolls was born. And it's harder for companies that are big to make these changes and sort of see what the customers want and really incorporate it or incorporate it that easily. Yeah, it's interesting because I think in some so in some ways that is the joy of being an entrepreneur. Right. You have freedom. Um, You're also coming from a really authentic place. Yes. And you don't have shareholders and all these things, you know, which is always great. Um, but the downside, of course, as a mom entrepreneur is funding. Yes. And time. Always time, too. So how are you balancing that as a... Great question. Um, we actually have great... Well, I have a great group of friends and family that have helped um, fund my business. Um, so right now, a lot of the inventory... Um, I was able to get them to help um, in the pr- pay for the production of it. And it's, it's been amazing. I'm just so grateful to have all these people rallying around me to help this come to pass. Um, but it is a challenge. I know a lot of people have gone through Kickstarter and so on, and that's, that helps. But um, that's, that's really the and, – and the thing for us is just growing organically, not trying to do too much too soon. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what has helped us and kept us going. Where did the name come from for oh, the company? Oh, that's a great, great question. So although I was born in Canada, my background is Nigerian. And Ikuzi means to teach because ah. the whole goal of this was to help teach our kids – our girls to love who they are and what they look like. So Ikuzi means to teach. And that's kind of where the name came from. And I'm I'm kind Thanks of curious. <laughs> no, um, I'm kind of curious. Do you know if there's a significant number of Caucasian girls interested in the doll? That is a perfect question. Actually, the answer is yes. Um, one of our light-skinned dolls has kind of wavy, reddish-brown hair. And we found that a lot of white moms have been reaching out to us to buy that doll. Because at the same time, we look at it as a, maybe a light-skinned black, doll, black girl doll. Um, a lot of people kind of relate to and identify it that are not even black. And that's what's been amazing, too. Mm. We also have a light-skinned, curly uh, dark black hair doll as well. And I found that some moms, um, particularly Latina yeah. yep. moms, have been like, oh, we want this doll. So we're hoping to get another um, light skin, curly 
um, wavy hair, black wavy hair doll in the mix as well. We've had demands from both Latinas and um, black women that are light and have really dark, dark jet black right. hair. So it's, and it's Middle Eastern, very inter- I would think. And Middle mm-hmm. Eastern. That's my daughter's look. That's their look. They're, yeah. they're way darker than I am, which is not saying <laughs> it's very easy. Um, but they, they do with dark, dark curly hair, yeah. dark, dark eyes, and they're very olive skinned. And when we, when they went with my, with one of their grandmothers to yes. um, choose a girl like me doll when they were like six, they totally picked Latina dolls you because see. That, that was what looked like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it had this, you know, it had like the story imposed on it, which was strange. Um, but that was what looked like them. And one, actually, one of my daughters picked a blonde one. And I was like, I don't know what <laughs> life you're living, but okay. Um, but my other daughter picked a Latina doll. And I was like, yeah, that's, that that's is funny. what looks like you. Because if that's what you're going by, yeah, you know, there's so many shades of skin, yeah, so many exactly. shades of hair. I mean, you just, you know. Well, if so, you if you ever choose to do a token white doll you know, for, the, <laughs> for the underserved Caucasian doll market, so many, yeah. so yeah, many, such yeah. a lack. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just interesting because you know my focus was black girls, and now I have all these other girls coming out of the woodworks, and I'm like, yay, this is amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's important to expose. Um, young children to dolls of all colors because you know early role play in the early years is so important it affects you know how we view ourselves and how we view people around us so um it's very important especially now you know acceptance you know Mm self-esteem as well and it it does make me feel less sorry for american girl you know you were talking about how it's difficult for them now how they have to tread lightly (laughs) you know how they they have to tread lightly when when they go into to producing these dolls but they only have to tread so lightly because they waited so long yes you know i mean when you've got all of those white dolls and then you try to introduce something of course it's going to be obvious and scrutinized you start early right it's not as not as scrutinized Right. We had this discussion a little bit about the Barbie dolls that came out earlier this year. Was it this year or last year? I can't remember. It was, it was last year. Like, which one? Like, Misty Copeland. Barbie. Oh, no, it was yeah. earlier this year. Oh, yeah. I, I have the chunky leg Barbie right. in the back clothes. <laughs> you do. Right. Pear shaped Barbie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish there was a pear shape. They're never pear shaped, they're, they're always apple shaped. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They missed out. Apple shaped is the ex- now apple shaped is the acceptable large shape. Like if oh. you see plus size models, they're never pear shaped. They're always apple shaped because they still have to have boobs. They have boobs. You can hide <laughs> a lot, of, a lot in the middle, no. but the legs have to be gorgeous. Interesting. All right, that's a whole other conversation. Um, so, are you going to go into um, boy dolls? So um, that's not anytime soon is the answer to that. Um, but I have had people reach out to us. So what about the boys? But some boys buy our dolls as they are right now. Sure. But um, yeah, a boy doll, maybe, maybe soon. What but, does your uh, six-year-old think? Does he play with them? Um, he actually doesn't. My boys don't really <laughs> like dolls. <laughs> well, I wasn't even thinking so. of a boy doll in terms of for the boys. I was thinking more as a companion for the oh, girl right. doll. Oh, like, so I always had a Ken and, you know, just... Or boy-girl twins. Uh-huh. <laughs> like mine. Like yours. Okay. I should... I, hmm, I'll think about that. <laughs> I think what's interesting about it is because they're not a baby doll. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when girls want to play with boy dolls... I mean, Ken's different because Ken just sits at home and waits for Barbie. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Ken, Ken has no life. Um, but... But baby doll wise, I think is when you might want a boy and a girl because you're playing with baby dolls. I think it's a little different when you have an 18 inch doll because you want to dress them. 
They mm. want to do their hair, and then there's a lot more storytelling. There's, and it sounds awful. There's a lot less caring and a lot more <laughs> storytelling. That makes sense. And yeah. as yeah. we talked about when we were talking about the Emmys, it's just not as fun to dress the men. No, it isn't. The clothes the aren't truth. as interesting, <laughs> or do their hair, yeah. or no. anything like that. Poor guys. I know. So, what are your plans for? For world domination. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But I think, like I said, we're going to continue to grow organically and introduce more looks. I think, you know, the shades of us or the shades of black beauty are very varied. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to take a long time to meet to satisfy everyone. And right. we'll try our best. Um, my goal is just to make sure every little girl can go and pick up a doll and play with it and love herself and just appreciate the doll and relate to the doll and identify with the doll. That's pretty much our goal. It's amazing because it's it's such a big thing. I mean, it is, you can't underscore it, I think, until you realize how few doll options there are. It's it's like a revelation that, oh my God, everyone should see their self-reflected as a doll. And yet it's such a small thing to be able to buy your child a doll Mm -hmm. that looks like them. So they, so like Amy, back to what you said in the very beginning, just that representation. We talk about it a lot in movies and we talk about it in TV, but we don't talk about it enough in just your everyday play objects. And um, I know we had a big push. Did we put up that article about how few um, diverse characters are in children's books? I don't remember. Mm. And it ties back to that um, we need diverse books movement of, and it's not just for the children who aren't seeing themselves reflected, which is huge, but also for every kid to normalize that this Mm -hmm. is just how it is. Mm -hmm. So I do encourage people to pick up diverse mm-hmm. dolls, pick up diverse, you might have to seek them out. We're gonna have a link to your website mm-hmm. on our site. But for all your children, because yeah. it presents, first of all, a much more realistic world to them, but just makes it all normal. Yes, yeah. toys, dolls, books, yeah. um, about diversity that are diverse. It's, it's so important because that's the only way we're going to really love, accept, understand, and appreciate yeah. Um, our diversity. That's really the only way, especially for kids living in towns that they're, they don't get to interact with people that are, yeah. are diverse. How would they learn? How would they learn to love? It's just so important to expose them to things like that um, and toys and books and dolls as well. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for reaching oh, out. We're so happy so to have this much. discussion today. It's great. We're going to have beautiful pictures does she have a name or do you just name I your doll i did not name any oh, of them oh i love that okay good it's all about <laughs> imagination great I want the kids to use their imagination so we will have a link um where everyone can pick up their own koozie doll you better stock up <laughs> 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 we're sending everyone to you at a koozie dolls thank Yay. you so much for being here my and pleasure. We will be right back uh, with our oh, uh, before. before can you spell the website uh, out yes. just for people who don't actually um, go to our it's site? www.ikuzidolls.com. Ikuzidolls.com. Thank you. I Not everybody likes radio. to read. They should go to our site, but in case they don't. All right. We will be right back with Thank our you. bites of the week. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. How do you know a hair color is absolutely perfect for you? Well, what if it had your name on it? 
eSalon offers professional-grade, completely personalized hair color created just for you and delivered to your door. With eSalon, you just fill out a questionnaire, upload your photo, and your personal colorist will formulate your color from over 15,000 pigments. Your unique eSalon color then gets delivered to your door with your name on the bottle and instructions on how to get your hair the way you want it. I love this because I think boxed color is good in an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like, oh my God. But when you only have like three red shades to choose from, it's. it's and it, they're always flat. It doesn't yeah. matter how many brands tell you there's like highlights and whatever, there's not. It's flat. If you have questions, the hair color experts at Eastlawn are just a call away, and it couldn't be easier. So if you want something a little different next month, just ask. This is your color created just for you, and Eastlawn understands you want it just right. Don't let your color fade because you can't get to the salon. Eastlawn has got you and any pesky grays covered. Visit Eastlawn.com slash parenting now. New customers receive 50% off their first box. That's just $10 for your personalized hair color. That's like the same price as the stupid box ones yeah and better yeah like it personalized to you so get 50 percent off your first box at eSalon.com slash parenting now that's eSalon.com slash parenting cover those grays ladies <laughs> <laughs> all right bites of the week yes you're obviously first amy because you're the only <laughs> other person here so um i watched something a couple days ago that was so amazing um, they took, and I'm saying they, and I don't even know, know who they is, but <laughs> they took Bohemian Rhapsody and made it into a virtual reality video. And it is so trippy and so fun. And it's just a great song anyway, no matter what you do with it. But um, if you have uh, Google Cardboard, you can do it as oh. virtual reality. If you don't, you can still do it as a 360 video where wherever you turn, you're going to be looking at something different. Um, and you can look up and you can look down. It's 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 amazing. And I think the first time I saw something like that was um, before the Tonys. They did a Hamilton song. Do you remember that? They did, I forget which song they did. They did a Hamilton song as a 360 video. And it's just such a great way to experience music. And I really could see this being a new way to make music videos, like the next iteration right. of watching music videos. That's you know, cool. first we watched them on TV, then on YouTube, and now it could be in virtual reality. It was it was just really neat. It's it's actually it's like an app that you download. I think it's called the Bohemian Rhapsody Experience. Um, it was not out on i for Apple stuff when I looked, but it might be now. But I'll I'll put all the links. Okay, it's neat. So I have such a basic <laughs> bite of the week. That's literally a bite. Um, I love pomegranates. <laughs> they are the biggest pain in the butt to deal with. I don't like, think I've ever do... eaten one. You've never eaten a pomegranate? I can't think of one I would have. So there's all seeds inside, right? So then you cut into it and the stuff, the juice stains and it like gets everywhere. So I found a video online, of course. I think on Real Simple, actually. So I'll post a video. Love them. You take a bowl of water and you so you cut the you do cut your pomegranate in half on a cutting board whatever but not that much juice comes out when you just do that one cut then you pull it apart in the water in oh. the bowl and so the seeds sink and the pith floats to the top so it basically just makes it so easy to separate all the pits you don't end up with juice everywhere 
and then that gross pith stuff just it's I, you can't even believe how easy it is oh, to neat. like get all your pomegranate seeds then you just drain them it's That's- awesome you like skim off the pithy stuff on top and then you just skim them so it's made pomegranates totally like a thing you could eat on a regular basis huh. instead of buying them already in the you know the seeds you can buy them already in packages and they're really expensive whereas like right now pomegranates are like two for five hmm. whereas that little teeny tiny pack of seeds is like you know eight dollars yeah. on a little thing yeah and they're really good they're really good in i like to do them in salads but they're also really good if you do like chicken or fish like to sprinkle on top because they just create this like tangy juicy bite and do you use any other part of the fruit or it's just the seeds it's that just you want? the seeds that you eat i am a vegetarian but i'm not a fruititarian like i'm not i'm uh, big one on of my vegetables is not literally fruit. a fruititarian huh <laughs> yeah my my daughter too i'm surprised she hasn't asked for pomegranate seeds i know so ask go ask the, but you have to be careful because i've gotten two dud pomegranates in a row where the seeds a, were like almost white like it was lame oh. they weren't like big and dark and juicy. there's no way to tell from the outside is there i don't know i ordered did peapod and they sent me some total reject <laughs> Pomegranate, so in person, big, giant, without dents, like good, heavy, firm ones. Okay. That's my literal bite of the week. But it's fall, and fall doesn't just have to be about pumpkin. It could also be about pomegranate. Yeah, I don't like pumpkin. You don't like pumpkin? I don't All right, like that's pumpkin. a whole other show. But you know what? Somebody, it's funny because the only time I ever use canned pumpkin for anything is every year my husband always wants that stupid Libby's pie recipe pie for Thanksgiving. So I make <laughs> that every year. Milk. Yeah, exactly. That, that exact yeah. one. And I always think that that tastes pretty good, which is weird because I don't like pumpkin. And then I read an article the other day that said that it's not pumpkin. It's a squash. It's a blend of a bunch of different squashes. And I love squash. So that explains why I like canned pumpkin. Right. You might as well just make him a sweet potato pie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I will link to that. Or the Patty LaBelle one. Right. Oh, we should link to that guy's video. Okay. If you don't know what we're talking about, this guy, he he did a video after tasting Patty LaBelle's sweet (laughs) potato pie for the first time that went viral and it deserved to. He was hilarious. So we'll link to all that stuff. Oh my God, I'm so excited. It's finally fall. All right. <laughs> that. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. And we will have links to everything we talked about, including our segment with Ozzy. Oh, and, and also we have a, a coupon code. Oh, yeah. For yes. our readers, we have a discount code um, for the dolls. Um, you can, you know, we'll, we'll put all the details on our website. It'll be code parenting, and you will get um, something off of your, your total purchase. We'll have all of the the links and details on parentingbites.com, but it's going to be code parenting if you go to her website to buy a doll. Do your Christmas shopping now. Yeah. Do it now. Get a jump. Do it early. Do it early. Get a deal. All right. We will have everything on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash parentingbites on parentingbites.com. Of course, the fabulous blog that Amy built. Thank you. And on Twitter, hashtag parentingbites. And of course, you can find us on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, leave comments, share, 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 share. And on Play.it, where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. Until next week, happy parenting. Bye. Bye.